Fantastic Fest Day 5. Here's my schedule. Age of Shadows, Down Under, Secret Screening, and A Dark Song. Age of Shadows. This is a classic tale of espionage that is both visually stunning and endlessly breathtaking. Lee Jung Chul is the head of the Japanese police bureau tasked with catching members of the resistance uh, during the Japanese occupation of Korea in World War II. His loyalties lay with whoever extends their hand, and he seems to be a man without direction. However, in encounter with the head of the resistance and Lieutenant Lieutenant Wu Jin will find Jung Chul becoming a double agent in the middle of the deadliest war imaginable. Down Under Jason is not happy. Lebs and Wogs have taken over the beach and if they would just stay where they belong the thousand strong brawl that Smirnav control yesterday would never have happened. Now that has happened clearly the thing to do is drive around with as many like-minded folk as possible and make sure none of them come back. Oh, Andy needs to get some kebab for his girlfriend. That's important, too. It's uh, set against the backdrop of the 2005 Australian Cronulla race riots, an actual massive brawl that broke out just before Christmas in the Sydney beachfront suburb with violence continuing over the next several nights. Uh, secret screening don't know what that is as the description on the line says it's a secret a dark song dark song the unusual story of a single black magic ritual that takes place over the course of six months the dark song heralds the arrival of unusual and unique voice within the horror genre sophia her heart black with grief hires occultist joseph solomon to conduct a black magic ritual one that will take six months to complete Hold up in a remote house, the two must prepare meticulously. Solomon warns her that the consequences will be deadly. His instructions are not followed down to the letter. Plays with the short film Give Taker. Give Taker. A petulant teen conducts an ancient ritual to exact petty revenge on those who believe she who she believes have wronged her in this slick Austin shot spook him up. Age of Shadows. So Age of Shadows is a thrilling spy movie with a unique setting. I mean, putting it in <laughs> Japanese-occupied Korea during World War II is, is something... <laughs> I don't think this is something that has been done often, if at all. It really adds to everything. I mean, it goes through the usual spy tropes and double agents, triple agents the like it it sort of refreshes everything by putting it in this setting it's got some great cinematography everything looks beautiful the performances are pretty strong i recommend it down under it's a dark comedy about race relations in australia about 10 years ago although there's a, a surprising funny monologue about halfway through about uh, building a wall to keep out people of uh, middle eastern descent out of a suburb <laughs> where they sort of deconstruct the whole thing and and why that wouldn't work. The director told us actually the whole thing was written six years ago, so it wasn't <laughs> like aimed at Trump. It was just he, he said that he thought he put in sort of the stupidest thing he could think of as a 
possible solution for race relations and then have another character talk about why that wouldn't work. It's, yeah, it's it's fun. It's It's got a couple dramatic bits in there, a little bit of violence toward the end, some strong performances. Again, it's comedy worth watching with a an unexplored setting. I should also mention that it features Damon Harriman, best known as Dewey Crow from Justified, as one of the sort of white power people driving uh, one half of the narrative and he as usual is great secret screening at fantastic fest was the m night Shyamalan movie split this was the world premiere of the movie as they told us a couple times in, in the intro and uh during the q a session afterwards this movie was finished a week ago I don't think it's going to be out until late January of 2017. A movie uh, starring James McAvoy, the uh, current Professor X in the sort of prequel X-Men movies. He stars as Kevin, man who has multiple personalities. Sort of main conceit of this thing is is he abducts a couple of women. I think they're supposed to be high schoolers. Yeah, yeah, they are high school because there's a line about saving up for a car. So yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. So Kevin abducts these three high schoolers, and they figure out pretty quickly that he has these different personalities. He has captured them to prepare them for ritual of some sort involving a new personality of his called the Beast. Things... Uh, may or may not go well for those women. It, it sort of switches between the girls and Kevin's therapist, Dr. Fletcher, with a little bit of um, a couple spots with just Kevin himself or his various personalities. There are also some flashbacks involving our female lead, Chloe, one of the captured teens. Uh, flashbacks to her as a child, sort of showing why she's more prepared to deal with this situation than the other girls that were captured. It's a movie that's that, that rests heavily on James McAvoy's performance. He is excellent in portraying all these different personalities, making each of them unique whilst not doing anything like putting on wigs or whatnot or prosthetics. The, the most they do is, is for a couple of the personalities, he switch to different clothing, not really anything dramatic, just small clothing changes, like a sort of black, let's say, school marmish type of dress for one of the personalities, uh, a yellow jacket for a more childlike personality. One of the things about these personalities is that they're, it's not really a twist, but because they, they mention it pretty early on with the therapist, but their theory, or Shaman's theory in this thing, which he doubled down on during his Q&A, was that these personalities have unique traits of their own. The, the person themselves themself is transforming when they go into another personality. For example, it's a quick bit where we see sort of footage of the different personalities monologuing about how their day or week is going. One of the personalities is diabetic and uses insulin. The others do not. Things like that, which ties into the coming of this beast character. There are some things about it that I found a little problematic. feels a little exploitative. There's another bit about the ending that I don't feel comfortable talking about, or at least releasing until the actual movie comes out. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to record a separate little bit of just my initial thoughts about the rest of the ending that I will release once the movie actually comes out in theaters. I think Jaren and I are going to go see it. So I'll tag on my initial reactions and tie that with um, a shared discussion between Jaren and I after after we see it. I th- think I would recommend it. It's, it's a strong performance-driven movie with an interesting hook to it with the, the personalities. Just some... Um, problems i had with the ending i don't know so that's that's what i've got on split last is a dark song a dark song is a is a slow burn sort of suspense movie about this woman hiring someone to go through these rituals to do something involving her child but what we learn pretty quickly so i wouldn't say it's a spoiler is that bring about this ritual it conjures up their guardian angel is a real thing that guardian angel will be able to grant them a wish basically so she is going through this whole whole ordeal because of something to do with her child the story changes a little bit as the movie goes on revealing more and more it doesn't get too in-depth as to exactly what happens just a couple lines here and there but as it turns out sort of changes in the story end up affecting the ritual itself which leads to complications it, it's a solid slow burn sort of supernatural suspense movie most of the payoffs are in the last 20 minutes or so i would say it's a satisfying ending if a little predictable um, not that that's a bad thing because it matches the rest of the film it's not like something out of nowhere it's it fits the character, it fits that plot arc, uh, that character arc. Some, It's basically a two-hander movie with these two lead characters who are both casted with good actors. The sort of know-it-all guy who she recruits for the thing adds a bit of humor to it. He's very blunt British guy. What a profanity there on his end is talking casually about the sort of gods and demons and such they are getting involved with by doing this thing. It's very <laughs> interesting at hinting at a larger mythology that mostly goes unexplored. They don't do a whole lot of elaborating on the various spooks and goblins and such that are involved. A lot of it is just these characters changing as this ritual goes on and on. Some detail given to enacting the rituals themselves. It's well shot, well acted, well written. If it turns up somewhere around you or on Netflix or whatnot, check it out.